Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. So there is this very powerful yet simple question that we all seem to ask ourselves when trying to make big decisions that in a sense helps us to imagine or puts into perspective what could be. Or because we don't have the ability to predict the future with absolute certainty, we use this simple question as a method to bring to light what could be as we make important decisions. And that simple yet powerful question is this. What if? What if? What if this? What if that? What if I choose this path? What if I choose this way? What if I choose to trust this person? Or we use this question to to help us imagine what could be, and then based on the answers to our imaginations, to, to what we come up with, we make some of the most important decisions of our lives. Or, to make this really practical, imagine that you and your family have gone out to dinner one evening and you find yourself facing that all-important decision of whether or not to order cheeseburger with fries or a grilled chicken sandwich with a side salad. And as you're sitting there staring at the menu, trying to make this most difficult decision, you ask the question, well, what if I order these cheeseburger and fries? Well, if I do that, then I'm going to get to enjoy every single moment of this heavenly meal because there is no doubt a good cheeseburger and fries is like manna from heaven. Can I get an amen? (laughs) But on the other hand, if I choose to eat this cheeseburger and fries, that's probably going to lead to some weight gain. Maybe feeling sluggish afterwards. Not to mention the fact that if this is your meal of choice over a lifetime, you're probably going to have some health concerns. But then while keeping all of that in your mind, you then ask, well, what if I eat this chicken sandwich with a salad? Well, if I do that, I'm probably not going to enjoy this meal as much as a hamburger and fries. Because really, who wants to eat chicken and rabbit food when you can have burger and fries? But on the other hand, If I do choose this chicken sandwich, might lose some weight, might feel good after this meal, and it might do a whole lot for me if I choose this way of eating in the long run. Or as you can see, by simply asking the question, what if, which we do all the time, whether we know it or not, it's an ingrained logic inside of us, we have worked through a fairly complex process in an attempt to make the best decision for our lives. And we do this fairly quickly, right? We don't go through the whole thing and think as I just talked. It's something that just kind of bounces around in us, and then we make a decision. So now that you have a gist of how this method works, how this logic is going on inside of us, what we're going to be doing today is using this method, this question, to help us wrestle with one of the most important questions we face every single day as Christians, which is this. What if we put God first? 
What if we put God first? What if we made God our number one priority? The hope being that as we walk through this method, you will, begin, you will get some clarity on why putting God first is actually what's best for you. So, what if we put God first? And by this question, I'm not just talking about showing up to church on occasion. I'm not just talking about reading your Bible, you know, when you feel like it, or being nice to people on occasion. No, I'm talking about what if we really made serving God the foundation of who we are, the most important thing in our lives. Now, the interesting thing that I have found as I have asked myself and others this question is that almost immediately upon asking this question, we go straight to the negative. Or we go straight to all those things that we really don't want to do or that we really don't want to give up if we say yes to putting God first. Like, well, if I put God first in my life, then that means I'm going to have to give up all those bad habits. Man, and I really like these bad habits. Or I'm going to have to stop hating on all those people that I love to hate. And instead of having fun, Instead of doing what I want, I'm going to have to do something that I don't want to do. I'm going to have to do something that's boring or hard. And then what we do to take this, this question to its furthest extremes is oftentimes we think about, well, if I put God first, then that means I'm going to have to become a minister. I'm going to have to be a missionary and I'm going to have to move halfway across the world to do something horribly hard that God wants me to do. Or I'm going to have to move to the middle of nowhere, Kansas, and be a minister. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I don't care who you are. <laughs> the essence of the response being, well, if I do put God first, then my life is going to be boring, hard, and miserable. And of course, because of that line of negative thinking, most of us simply choose to make serving God about fifth, tenth, twentieth on our list of priorities. I mean, sure, it's important. God's important, and I'm going to do some godly things. But let's, got, let's not get too crazy with this. I still want to do what I want to do. I still want to enjoy my life on my own terms. So how many of you guys have ever had this logic go on in your head before? Anybody? Yeah, good. The rest of you who didn't raise your hands, you're lying. Because <laughs> we all think this way. Well, if that does sound familiar to you, then what I'd like to point out to you is you haven't gone far enough when asking this question. Because not only do you need to consider these things that you're going to have to give up and what it's going to cost you, because there is a cost to following God. There is. There's no way around it. You also need to consider the positive or what it is that you're going to get, how you're going to benefit from putting God first. Because then and only then will you be able to see the whole picture regarding whether or not putting God first is what's best for you. And to put this into perspective, all we need to do is think back to the moment when Jesus called his first disciples. It's one of my favorite parts of the Gospels. Matthew 4, 18 through 21 says this. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And he went from there, and he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called to them, follow me. 
Now, at this point, what I want you to do is instead of imagining this is happening to someone else, I want you to imagine that this is happening to you. I want you to imagine yourself as one of Jesus' disciples that day, as the Son of God walked by. Or imagine that you're out fishing, or you're doing whatever it is that you need to do to make a living for your family. When this man that you've heard about, who's done amazing things in the area, walks by, but instead of this holy man just walking by with a greeting and going on his way, this man actually stops and looks you in the eye and he says, follow me. How would you respond to that? Now, I don't know exactly how you would respond. I think we would all think, well, we would follow because it's Jesus. I don't think it's that easy. But I do know what you would do is you would begin to think in your mind, what if? What if? So on the negative side, if I do choose to follow Jesus, first and foremost, that means I've got to quit my job. I've got to walk into the unknown. It would mean I would have to leave my family and my friends and everything that I love and care about the most. For Peter, what he's going to have to do is he's got to leave a wife behind. For James and John, they're literally leaving their father in a boat and walking away. And then there's this question regarding who Jesus is at this point. They don't know him. What if this guy's a quack? What if this guy's not who people say he is? What if things don't work out? Is this going to be dangerous? Am I going to have to risk my life? How are we going to eat? Where are we going to stay? I mean, there's all these questions. What if all of this goes horribly wrong? And if that were the place where you stopped, where the disciples stopped, when trying to make this decision, there is no doubt the best decision for them, for us, would be not to put Jesus first, but instead to say no. Because it's just way too risky. I mean, why walk into the unknown when you can stay safe and sound in the place that you're at in the first place? You know, things are, things are going to work out. They're going to be just fine. I know how that works. But what I would like to point out to you is you can't stop there. You can't just stop with the negative when asking this question if you want to see the whole picture. No, you've got to try to imagine the positive as well. Because without thinking through the positives, you might just be talking yourself out of an opportunity of a lifetime. You might just miss out on a life that is better than you could have ever imagined or created for yourself, which is something that is brought to light as you read through the rest of the New Testament to see just how incredible the lives of these disciples were because they said yes to following Jesus or because they decided to put God first. Now, of course, for the disciples, it wasn't all rainbows and unicorns. There's no part of life that is full of rainbows and unicorns all the time. Life is difficult no matter which way you go. But even with that, what they got to see, experience, and be a part of because they said yes, I would argue made all of it worth it. These four guys got to spend three years walking around and learning from the creator of the universe whom they got to know face to face. They got to watch as this man healed the unhealable set people free of evil spirits. They watched as he took five loaves and two fish and fed over 5,000 people. They encountered a man walking on water in the midst of the storm and calling the storm to stop, and it does. 
And there's a couple of them that even got to witness it as Jesus transfigured right before their eyes. And as they're doing this, as they're walking through all of this with Jesus, their lives are being absolutely transformed at the deepest possible level as they sit at the feet and learn from the creator of the universe who's sitting right in front of them. And then even after suffering through the horror of watching this man die on the cross, and when that happened, they thought everything was over. They didn't, they didn't know what to make of Jesus anymore because the Messiah, the, the Son of God, is not supposed to die. They didn't know what to do with themselves. But then they got to experience the miracle of resurrection firsthand. They got to see, touch, and eat with the one who just three days before was murdered on the cross which is the most significant event to happen in the history of the world. They get to be there for it. And then after Jesus' ascension, it doesn't stop. They got to experience the same Spirit of God, which empowered Jesus to go out and do amazing things in the world, coming to live inside of them, empowering them to go out and do the same things that Jesus did, which they did for the rest of their lives by healing the sick, setting people free, and transforming the world. And tradition tells us that most of the disciples didn't go off and have some great retirement and they retired and everything was great. No, they gave their life for this thing. But they, were, they found something that was worth giving their life for. Do you guys realize that? Do you realize how much of a difference that makes in your own world? They were so committed to what they had seen. They had so much meaning and purpose in their life that it wasn't a big deal for them to give their lives because it was worth it. because these four men said yes to Jesus or said yes to putting God first, they got to go on and live some of the most incredible lives anyone has ever lived. Which, by the way, are lives they would have never gotten to experience if they would have said no. Or if they would have stopped with a negative. What if? So, I pose the, the same question to you. What if you really put God first? What if you really made God your number one priority? And instead of answering this question in the negative way, which we always do, you move beyond that by thinking about what happened to the disciples to see what it is you could be missing out on if you don't choose to put God first. Because I think what you'll discover as you ask and wrestle with this question is that maybe, just maybe, putting God first is not going to cause you to live some horribly miserable, boring life. But might just help you to live the life you've always wanted to live. A life full of purpose and meaning that matters and makes a difference. Or better than any life you could have created for yourself. Because if God can take four fishermen and use them to change the world, transform the world forever, and help them live these extraordinary lives, I'm pretty sure he can do something with your life. But it's ultimately up to you. God never forces anything on anyone. 
It is your choice. So, what if you put God first? What if you make God your number one priority? Let us pray. Father, as we wrestle with this question once again, help us not to stop with the negative. Help us not to stop with, well, if I do that, I'm going to have to give up all of this. I'm going to have to change this. Lord, help us to move beyond that and begin to think about the possibilities of what might be. To use the disciples as this um, way of, of thinking about the big picture. What is it that can God can do with my life? How can God use me? And even though it's a little scary, and even though we don't know where we're going to end up, Lord, help us to understand that you're going to take us places we didn't expect. You're going to use us to do things we didn't know that we could be a part of. And we're going to live into the incredible lives that you have created for us. So help us today, O oh Lord, really wrestle with and strive to answer this question. What if we put you first? We ask this all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.